And now, here's Matt Mosley. Audio's Matt Mosley, Matt Mosley Show. And uh, I'm so excited to talk to our next guest. Uh, Steve Stutzman played tight end for the Bears and uh, was one of the great high school players out at Dangerfield. And, uh, Steve, it is, uh, I think you're in position to, to watch some college football. You've made your way to Norman, Oklahoma, where you have a son on that Sooners team. I, I wish we could have gotten him on this Bears team. I know they wanted him. But um, very exciting to have you on the program today. Hey, thanks for having me, Matt. Appreciate that. Uh, yeah, no, we're uh, we're excited. Uh, you know, I think just like every college football fan, it's finally, you know, uh, the eight month wait is over, and we're we're deep into deep into the some really good games. You know, I know Baylor's got uh, you know BYU tomorrow night, so uh, it's gonna be exciting, exciting weekend. You still keep an eye on your alma mater, uh, Steve, even though you got that Sooners, obviously uh, you got you got that crimson and cream uh, that you wear a lot. And, and, boy, your son had a storied uh, high school career, and it's been kind of fun to watch him. In fact, that's how I tracked you down a while back. I said, hey, I want to talk to your dad. I think I DM'd your son. And he said, yeah, yeah, and he, that's, how I, uh, that's how I got a hold of you. But uh, it's uh, – it's you know Baylor going to BYU. What were you thinking last year when the Bears uh, uh, got 12 wins, a school record, and then win the Sugar Bowl? Uh, it, it pretty remarkable what they've done. What have uh, what have you thought about uh, the Dave Aranda era so far? Uh, you, you know what, uh, Matt. I really really wish it. Uh, you know, you know when Matt Matt Rule, Coach Rule left, and Dave came in. I wish. And then, you know, we had COVID. I wish the, you know, uh, my son would have got a really, a really good, ex- I wouldn't say recruiting experience because he wasn't allowed to go to any campuses that had it shut down. And uh, we, mm. you know, by the time they got Dave, uh, Coach Aranda came in and I spoke to him on the phone. What a great guy. What a great hire. And, uh, you know, just uh, just kudos to what he's done. I mean, uh, I was, you know, I was there last year in Waco when, uh, you know, they, they uh, beat the Sooners, and I uh, said, "Well, if anybody's gonna beat the Sooners, man, I'd, I'd rather be my Bears." Uh, so, you know, it, it's it's it, you know, I root for them when they're not playing uh, against the Sooners, and then, you know, I got uh, you know, I got a few a few sweat, you know, s- some blood and sweat there in Waco, and you know, met my wife there, and uh, so we got some some great friendships and you know, great memories uh, from there. So. Uh, I'm always pulling for them, and it, there's only one time, uh, you know, one time a year I'm not. Steve Stutzman on the Matt Mosley Show from uh, Dangerfield, Texas. Boy, that brings back painful memories. Uh, Steve, I went to uh, Kaufman High School. I'm uh, younger, so I was a kid when uh, – when y'all were beating up on the Lions every once in a while in the playoffs, but y'all y'all were that was those were some unreal teams that you were a part of. How how fun was that? Looking back, I mean that's even going to college and, and having a really good career at Baylor. Uh, it's hard to top what r- that run was like at Dangerfield and that coach. I mean y'all probably had as good a coach as any anywhere in the state of Texas. The guy Marshall, Dennis Parker, got a lot of attention uh, for what he did in about 1990. Coach Trailer's gotten a lot of attention for Gilmer. But but what what was what happened at Dangerfield is one of the great stories in, in Texas high school history. Uh, no, it really was. I mean, uh, Coach Alexander, you know, I, 
think just this, actually, I think a couple months ago, he was in the, you know, was in the Texas High School Football Hall of Fame and uh, for coaching, and, and rightly so. And uh, you know, he was a players, uh, you know, players coach. Um, I mean, he had played at Rice. You know, he uh, he knew what was going on, and and had a great staff. And uh, I, you know, I thought for a small, you know, three A football, uh, they were the coaching was as good as any, you know, any in Texas for sure. And it was, a, it was a fun time. I mean, that's, you know, Texas high school, you, you just got to live in Texas to know that if you're not playing football, you don't know what you're doing, you know, and the whole town's just supporting you. And, and uh, it's just an awesome feeling, you know, and then looking back on what, uh, you know, they had the 83 team that set some national records. And then uh, I played, I was a freshman then, and I played right after that, 84, 85, 86. We had some, I think we lost lost one game in my whole career, um, and at Dangerfield. So it, yeah, it was it was a special time. It really, it really was. It was it's fun looking back at it now. That some of that stuff still holds up. Well, and what was the uh, Baylor connection? You know, Thomas Everett goes to Baylor, has an unbelievable career. Mims, um, you did. Like what? What do you remember about your recruitment? Because you were, you know, you obviously uh, were well known. A lot of different places came after you. Um, what was uh, what was it about Baylor? What coach Coach Taft? Like what was the uh, which assistant was the first person you remember uh, coming to your games and and uh, recruiting you? Well, it was a uh, Coach Lane. He was a tight end coach, but he uh, he was the head coach for Dangerfield back in '68. Um, when they had won the state championship, and then he went on and uh, went. Uh, I think uh, I don't know. He, he hooked up with uh, Coach Taft in the '70s, and and was on his staff for all the way through Baylor. But uh, it really came down to Thomas. You know, Thomas Everett. You know, following him at uh, at Baylor and watching their success. I remember watching him uh, go to, you know, going to California, beating up on you know, beat up on USC, and and had some really. Uh, you know, some, some really nice runs there. And then just talking to him when he was in town and, um, uh, that, that's kind of, that's kind of the relationship that's built. That's kind of been the, the backbone for, for, for a lot of the guys from Dangerfield coming through. Steve Stutzman joining the Matt Mosley show ESPN central Texas. You were a really big guy. You were a great target as a tight end. I was looking back at the numbers, and I was kind of shocked. I was like, okay, why why did they not throw it to him more? Because even that one year, I mean, uh, however many catches you had, it was like 18, 20 yards a catch. Um, what were you being asked to do back? Was it more like, hey, we need you to block, stay in and block? Because uh, when you got out in uh, in some of those routes, and, and do you ever watch now and see – how many balls these tight ends, especially in the NFL, get and go? Well, maybe I was ahead of my time a little bit. <laughs> well, man, I, I, one of the things that happened was I had to, got injured my sophomore year, and we ran a pro. The one of the reasons I also went to Baylor was that we had a they, they were running a pro style offense, which featured the tight end a lot. And uh, and then after my sophomore year, when we came back, uh, Coach Taft decided to hire a. Um, Coach Reedy, which he ran the mm. the option. So basically, it was a death of the pro style and death of <laughs> any kind of receiving tight end uh, in that in that system. And there wasn't, you know, there wasn't transfer portal. You know, back then, if you transferred out of the con- uh, in conference two years, sit, you had to sit out two years. And uh, if it was out of conference one year, and 
you know, there just wasn't a lot of accessibility if you were looking to go elsewhere. So you basically, you're, I would, for lack of a better word, you're, you're kind of stuck in the system and, and you try to do the best you can. So that's what ha- that's kind of what happened. But for, I mean, as I remember, you were a big old, you were six, what, six, four, uh, I mean, and, and, or maybe six, five and, and had the speed at that size to even, and JJ Joe was reminding me at one point in your career, you even moved to the X and, and were playing that position. You know, Melvin Bonner had shown up and he was a great deep threat. Well, what happened that, uh, you were able to, to go over there and play a little, wide receiver and and is that something you had done even previously and, and felt comfortable doing yeah no i uh, you know in, in high school i lined up out you know i was 220 uh even uh, for a couple of years at baylor you know 230 was about my speed so i when we changed over to that uh the option i was about 245 uh then so a little bit, like you said, more bulky, you know, more more football options, uh, attacking. And they'd split me out to so put me on the corner or, or um, and, uh, you know, block a safety for that uh, for the outside edge attack. Um, and then occasionally, you know, we'd slip out, slip in a route behind or things like that. But, just, yeah, it was just a, just a different concept. You know, I just, uh, you know, my best, my playing weight um, was probably about 230. You know, I was a I wouldn't say speedy guy, four five eight, four six zero guy. You know, could run, but uh, yeah, it, it's all good. Yeah, well, those were uh, those were days. I I I remember those catches. I mean, one of those years, by the way, you caught an early in your career. You caught three balls one of those seasons, and I think you averaged like thirty eight yards a catch. I mean, you you could get in the open field. Now, quarterbacks wise, um, Cody was leaving. It's kind of you were coming in. Gable, you hook up with him pretty um, pretty early in your career, and that was kind of remarkable because he was he was he had to play. He was pressed into duty, and they usually didn't do that. He was pressed into duty early, and then you finish up with J.J. What was it like with all those uh, different quarterbacks, and who did you always feel like you had maybe the best rhythm with? Well, um, you know, Brad, uh, you know, Brad Gable, we, I played against in the state championship. When he went to Quero, Dangerfield, so, you know, he was a top passer uh, that year. And uh, when I was a I, I was a junior when we beat them in the state championship, but uh, you could just tell he was a, he was a drop back pocket passer and and really fit what Baylor was doing. So when I went there, I had a rapport with him and and uh, you know in practice and uh, you know that that type of offense really fit good for what uh, what we were running. And then you know when JJ when when JJ came in and, and ran the option, and, you know he's just a great guy, man. He's a he's just a pure athlete. I mean we used to. You know, in the off season, we used to go play basketball for hours. You know, you know, JJ was just one of those guys, and you know, he could do, you know, probably do every, you know, do anything he wants. You know, as an athlete, I mean, just a just a great, phenomenal guy. And um, but I would have to say, you know, as far as you know, what the style of offense was with Brad was was more suited to my talents. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's remarkable to think back, and uh, th- those were some fun teams. And then the '91 team was going great guns, my gosh, to beat Colorado. So that was a really interesting time. I love thinking about some of those old coaches. Bill Lane, what a what a legend! You know, we still get together with some of those guys. You'll see Robert James show up and that kind of thing, yeah. and and um, it's uh, it's it's remarkable to think back. How what what do you think of the? Uh, uh, the Sooners, by the way, with uh, uh, your son Danny uh, uh, being a linebacker there and then Venables coming in there. W- were you initially one of the people that was pretty upset with Lincoln Riley, you know, having a son that had been recruited there? Or, or what was your, what was your uh, gut reaction when all that was going down? You know, yeah, it was kind of interesting. And, I, and I've, talked, I've talked about this, uh, you know, with um, – with the Sooner Media is, you know, the night after Bedlam, uh, wrapped, we're, I'm talking with Danny's position coach, uh, Coach Odom, who had recruited Danny, and that's what kind of sealed the deal for Danny was uh, that, co- you know, Coach Odom uh, played at Oklahoma, had Oklahoma ties, and just uh, really, you know, really built a great relationship with Danny. We're there after the game that night, and he's talking about uh, – you know what a good season, and can't wait to get Danny in the weight, you know, weight room and, and get him uh, get him ready for next year. And then the next morning, the news broke, and uh, first the first text I got that morning was Coach Odom. The, the, the staff had no idea. I, I really believe that. Um, hey, you know, Coach Riley, wishing the best of luck. Only downfall I really thought was he could have handled it a little better. I mean, I don't know how many of us make a life changing decision like that uh from one night to the next you know uh, i just i made a lot of them in my life and i know it, it took me took me longer than 10 hours to do it so uh, that was the only thing it wasn't uh that he was leaving it's just uh, how he left basically all right well i like i was looking at some of these stories that are floating around and 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 one of them says danny stutchman combines humor intensity to help lead Oklahoma's young linebackers is uh does he is he does he like to have a good time I know you did back in the day and and is he is he always uh uh uh, cutting up a little bit uh what's his what's his personality like yeah he gets he gets that for me if you talk to any of my teammates and baby uh I'm a kind of a joker I mean that's I kind of make, you know, make, make light kind of loosen everybody up. And that's kind of what he does. Um, he, 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 he makes light of everything. So when it's time to, you know, that's his, his it's kind of his release, you know, after uh, practice or, or a tough day or whatever, he just kind of joke around and break the ice with his teammates. Uh, but yeah, he gets, uh, we kind of do that. We did that all his, you know, growing up, you know, it's kind of going back and forth, ribbing each other. You know, harmless, harmless fun, and then uh, you know, he knows when it's time. When it's time to, when it's time to flip the switch, I mean, it's that's it's 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 work time, and he knows that. Talking to Steve Stutzman, former uh, Baylor star, played tight end for the Bears. Have you ever shown Danny any uh, uh, Bosworth video? Does he? I mean, you would think um, those guys obviously don't remember him playing. They're too young, but. Uh, so such a famous guy has is Danny familiar with the uh, the Boz? Oh yeah, definitely. He he knows who the Boz is. He's he's seen the tape. He's uh, he's seen. Uh, there's a few more 
uh, you know, good linebackers that came out of here with Lehman and Thomas, uh, Kenneth Murray in the recent. Uh, so he, he knows, he knows the lineage is it's here. And, uh, you know, he's, uh, especially now with Venables, that's kind of what he's known for as linebacker use. So, you know, it's, uh, it's exciting for him to, uh, to kind of see what, uh, what his potential is going to be. Is Venables just fit right, just a great fit? I mean, the fact that he had been there, it's his first head coaching position, but he has to, and, and you know, he's Mr. Intensity. Uh, and do you feel like that was maybe just the perfect hire when you first heard it, or did you immediately think, okay, great, great hire, or did it, did it take you a little longer to, uh, as, uh, as, as things have unfolded here? Uh, you know what, uh, man? It, it really, it really is a great hire. And and when all that went down, you know, Danny, you know, being an eighteen-year-old, his, you know, his, uh, his knee-jerk reaction was, well, I guess I'm going to USC. You know, that's that's you know that, that's all he knew. And I said, look, man, just take this, let's just calm down. Uh, I know what's going to happen. If I got a, I had a feeling that they were going to go after Venables because it just made sense. So if, they, if, if Oklahoma does, they're able to get the guy that they want. I mean, you look out, man. Something's going to be special, and you just need to just need to be patient. And uh, that's exactly what happened. And uh, you know, was intense, and he demands, you know, just like uh, Coach Aranda, demand, you know, they they practice for perfection, and uh, they demand, you know, everybody, you know, you're you're, you're working and focused in. So it, it's worked out really good for him, uh, for sure. Well, it'll be fun. I mean, I, again, hate that uh, you're right, Baylor. The timing probably wasn't great uh, for a lot of players during the pandemic, but he's ended up at a great place. And uh, what a fun deal to see your alma mater having so much success. And then, obviously, some excitement with Oklahoma going to the SEC and all of that. Uh, this has to be such a fun time. Uh, to be a parent and all of that kind of thing. Steve, appreciate you doing this, and let's uh, let's stay in touch, and then one of these Baylor OU matchups, we'll have to get together at some point. Uh, absolutely, man. I appreciate you having me on, and, uh, you know, if you want to you talk uh, Baylor OU week, just, just hit me up. We'll talk some football. That sounds great. Steve Stutzman, who uh, came from Dangerfield, and, uh, man, when, when uh, I said I was a kid, the truth is his – his uh, senior or his fifth year was my freshman year at Baylor. So I would have been up there in the Baylor line when he was finishing up. And that's an interesting point he made, Aaron, in the fact that a pro style, I'm trying to think who was before Reedy, Duke Christian, Wade Turner used to be the running backs coach. Bill Lane was tight ends and Cotton Davidson was quarterbacks coach. I mean, they had a great staff, but that, that he thought he was getting into a, and what he said was interesting. There was no transfer portal. There was no, oh, Reedy's gonna do this, so now I'm gonna, you know, move on down the road. This guy was, uh, I mean, in terms of, there was nobody that was more physically imposing, Aaron, back in the day, than Steve Stutzman. I just can't believe I'm old enough to have walked the camp. Okay, I don't have to go down that deal. But I was just trying to think because in my mind, he got to campus in 87. So I wasn't even in high school yet, but was at Baylor for about five years. He, he it, Ben Sims, the Baylor tight end, is now having the career that Steve Stutzman should have had. Uh, ben Sims, a, a matchup nightmare. He's got unbelievable hands. And Baylor and Jeff Grimes loves to use tight ends. 
Drake Dabney, the backup tight end. I don't even know if he's the backup. It's almost like they have a double tight end packages. Dabney's a great tight end. Baylor's as deep right now at tight end as they have been in about 10 to 15 years. But Stutzman was an unreal athlete, and he hit it in the weight room and was uh, was a guy that could just uh, could have been dominant. I mean, I'm talking 6'4", 6'5", 245, and could run, as he said, about a 4'5", or 4'6". Uh, pretty remarkable stuff there. Uh, it is uh, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, and we'll continue to get you ready. We're going to reach out to uh, John Werner, the, uh, the beat writer, covers Baylor, and he's uh, made his way to Provo, and we'll check in with John as we get you ready for tomorrow night's game. That is next. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome to today's edition of the Baylor Sports Beat on the flagship station for Baylor athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Here's the v- 